The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. We got Dan with us. And I guess it's a g- good week to be a Yankee fan. It's so hit or miss. It's so like right before we get to do the show, Glaber's injured. Like momentum. This team doesn't do momentum. They don't. And it's tough to get excited about a team that keeps shooting itself in the foot with self-inflicted injuries and self-inflicted COVID IL stints. Like I'm trying to get excited. I'm I'm trying to get pumped up, but they're in third place and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Like we don't have time for this anymore. And we're not like very in third place. Like the Blue Jays are right there. Yes. No, for sure. I think like lost in uh, for a lot of people, like lost in us playing well the last, you know, I think we have the best record in baseball in the month of July. Yeah, since July sixth, we have the best record. They're they're twenty one and nine in their past thirty. Like they've definitely been playing better recently, yeah. for sure. And you'll like this stat that I saw going into the All Star game, we had stole twenty bases as a team, and we've stole eighteen since. Getting Very more athletic, being athletic, and that started in the not this COVID outbreak, but the COVID outbreak before this around the all-star break when they had Greg Allen and all these speed guys come up and they were like, we have no choice but to steal. Yeah. So that's when that started. But yeah, no, they've been running a lot, but it's tough. I mean, since the last time we recorded Cole Gumby and Rizzo to the COVID IL and then Chapman and Glaber to the regular IL, it's just, it's, it's tough to keep up all the, with all this and you just kind of get numb to it. Yeah. I mean, the COVID thing, I've seen a lot of people, and I've made the joke, like you spend a week in Florida, of course you're going to have the, these outbreaks. But, I mean, to a certain extent, it's, it starts with Aaron Judge, unvaccinated, and it keeps going. The Marlins and Mariner, the Marlins and Rays, they haven't had a ton of outbreaks. Uh, Mattingly got COVID while we were down there, while we were down there. So, you know, I don't think it's not a thing like, oh, you play the Rays and and the Marlins and you get COVID. 
it may be you go to Florida and you get COVID. I mean, we see the numbers, right? But I think it all still points back to organizational discipline. Oh, 100%. Look, there was a picture of, and I love Nestor Cortez, but there was a picture of him without a mask on a New York City subway. And it's like, I'm not saying don't go out, don't do anything, but but come on, man. That is that is a hotbed. That is so stupid. You can afford an Uber or a car. Why are you on the D train without a mask? And what are people doing? Why are you going up taking pictures with him? Like, one, he's Nestor Cortez, right? Like, he's not... Like, I get it. I took a picture with Vidal Nuno one time. It's the same guy. But <laughs> yes. if you were just like, yo, here's this guy. All his friends at work are getting COVID. He's here with no mask on the D train. Let me get a pic. This is not smart. So dumb. And they went from being – I mean, they. I feel like last year during all this, they were one of the more disciplined teams yeah. uh, for the shortened season. And I feel like they went from being disciplined to as soon as they got to that 85% mark, they were like, oh, fuck it. We can do whatever we want. And and instead of having a middle ground in between 2020 and 2021, they just went full on like 2019. And now that's why we've had – I think it's 13 players just this year test positive. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's something like that. And I criticize Rizzo. Because Rizzo in June had said he wasn't vaccinated. And I know he beat cancer when he was young. And people automatically go, oh, he beat cancer. I saw some people reply to my tweet like this or quote tweet like this guy hates people who beat cancer. And it's like, <laughs> yep, that's what I do. If you beat cancer, I don't like you. No, I view. So the COVID vaccine, if Anthony Rizzo went to his doctor and his doctor was like, hey, due to your medical history, you should not get that. Or you shouldn't get it yet, whatever. That's a different story. But I'm waiting to look at the facts is, I mean, no. No, you're not. You're you're not getting it for some other reason. And to me, it's the equivalent of not stretching before a game. You're not putting yourself in a position to stay on the field as best you can. 100%. 100%. I think this is the same thing. It, you know, the COVID injury, the COVID IL and the regular IL, it's a lack of preparation. It's a lack of discipline, whatever you want to call it, whether it's getting vaccinated, whether it's not going on a subway with a mask. It, it's just stupid and it's self inflicted wounds. It, that's why it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it, I, all day I've been thinking, like, what? It's, it's just, it's like not stretching. It's like, oh, yeah, I just went out there and ran. Can't believe I pulled a hamstring. What are the odds? Right, right. And and Nestor just had it. Nestor had it three weeks ago, and he, he's back on the subway. Cole and Montgomery, pretty sure they're vaccinated. Yeah. But they still got it. It's just I could see Cole being like, I don't know, I think there's like abortions in there. He's a, he's a Jesus guy. But no, 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 I mean, it stinks. It stinks because even though we've played well, now you've got to get like Cole back in a rhythm. You've got to get Montgomery in a rhythm. Like Cole's throwing in his yard to his wife. And people with the bat, like, I don't think this is bad luck, man. Like, people are like, oh, it's bad luck. It's going to turn around. I think, I don't know what they're doing wrong, but they are doing something wrong. I, it's organizational discipline. I think these guys aren't putting themselves, and I'm not saying you got to wrap yourself in bubble wrap, you know, the whole first half of the season. I'm saying right now, when you look around and, like, it's not good, like, be a little safer on the road, guys. Um, one, because, especially for the unvaccinated guys, like, it can get, you know, it could get bad health-wise. Um but like, yeah, you're just not doing the most you can do. It's kind. Of, I don't know if you saw Kirk Cousins this week. Did you see yes. that? Yeah, yeah and well, like, he said he was going to put himself in a. I'm going to put a plexiglass. I'm willing to do whatever yeah. it takes to get the vaccine. <laughs> There's a simple thing. But enough of the the vaccine talk. People, 
don't know. If you're not vaccinated, I don't give a fuck. Don't listen to the show. Um, we had a decent week. Yeah, five and two. Five and two started. That's what poorly, you wanted. Ended poorly, but good in the middle. Yeah, they did it. They did just enough despite some tight, tight Seattle games, despite losing that first Orioles game. Because I'll tell you what, after they got blown out by the Orioles Monday night, I was not feeling good about the rest of the week. Oh my god, yeah. I was just like, how do we, how do we lose to this team? Especially the next night. When they're the center fielder and right fielder just went and stood next to each other and let a ball fall, I was like, I can't believe we lost to this team. Well, that's every time we lose to the Orioles, you you feel like that, especially at home. You're like, what the fuck? I mean, at least Monday was Haney was just. I mean, this guy is just <laughs> throwing batting practice. Like after the seventh bomb, you know, to the wall, you'd think they'd think about taking him out, but they just kind of let him let him no. run out for way too long. Yeah, I mean, once you hit all those bombs, once you're down, like just let him fucking eat innings. That's what we traded for. Because he let up the four home runs, he let up two balls off the wall, and then he let up another fly ball that went to the warning track. And they were all like 105 miles an hour off the bat rockets. Um, so I was happy to see I'm kind of excited to see, like, the way the lineup, the way the rotation lines up, he pitched on Thursday. So he'll get the Field of Dreams game, right? Uh, pray for the cornfields. <laughs> God. Well, I've been trying to figure out, because I'm going to Chicago, I'm trying to figure out who I'll see on Saturday. I really hope it's not him. I think it will be either Heal or Tyone, and Heal looked great on Tuesday. I mean, this kid's pumping 99, nasty slider, good change. You excited about him? So I'm trying to be excited about all these guys. Like trying to be excited about him, trying to be excited about Gil. But I'm not trying to get overly excited because it's you know we're looking at one game sample size, a two game sample size. We've seen, and it's not the guys. It's not that like I don't trust these players. I do not trust the organization to do whatever it is that keeps them at this level. We're like what whatever it is that makes you from being a guy who comes up and has like two good starts to being an everyday major league pitcher. You know, we're an every five days major major league pitcher. I don't know what that is, but I also don't believe the Yankees know what that is. Oh, no idea. No, they're going by the seat of their pants. Although I will say this guy has looked better in his two starts than Davey Garcia or Clark Schmidt or any of these other slapdick guys have ever looked at any point. Yeah, I mean, there's to a certain extent, it's like, I don't know if it's like what ruins them. Is does something in AAA ruin these guys or something in the major leagues? Because like, maybe it's something in training camp. Maybe it's like once you get to a training camp, we really fuck you up. Okay, so we just won't bring heel to Tampa in, yeah. in March. <laughs> yeah, or we have a whole new staff down there. thing I'll say about heel, he has the mound presence. You know, he walks around yeah. the mound with some purpose. He's got the size. He shows some emotion. He doesn't look timid like Davey, like Clark, like all these other guys that they call up that kind of look scared on the mound. And it's funny because I feel like Gil has a bit of like uh, – it's almost like a blank swagger. Like yes. his hat – doesn't fit his head perfectly, uh, you know, and so there's a little bit of like a swagger to that, and to his like Sevy has had it at times, yeah. But there, there's also like this blankness to him, of like I don't understand the moment. I'm not thinking about the moment. I'm just here. It's just sixty feet of tunnel vision. Yeah, not overthinking it. Just yeah. throwing strikes. And yeah, and Michael Kay was even saying that on a couple of the strikeouts he had against the Mariners. Like he's just rearing back and daring him to hit it, pumping 98 over the middle and see what happens, which is way better than nibbling and walking guys, I think. I also think that when you get called up like these guys did, you're not supposed to be here. 
we weren't supposed to see you. I'm not supposed to know who you are. Likely, you're supposed to just be some name in a trade that happens. And I feel like when you, you look at Gil, and I remember Kay saying, like, hey, he's just rearing back and going. Like, you're playing on borrowed time. You're lucky to be here. Whereas when you're very hyped, like a Davey Garcia, and you're going to spring training, and there's a lot of talk of, like, the rotation battle, or it's you're getting called up and we're in first place or we're in second place, and it's like we really need you to, like, hold this. We're playing – like, we're on borrowed time. We're, like, we're still – we're playing better than we have. We're playing above the level we would need to play for the entire season to maybe make the playoffs, but we'd still have to do that for the rest of the season. So it's like, fuck it, just go out there and have some fun, which I like. And I think that also plays into the guys like Greg Allen. Yes, they're naturally more athletic, but like, just go out there and steal a base and maybe find a job. Expectations are everything. You're right. And especially with these pitchers, the way they do with the Scranton shuttle. If you're Luis Heal, I mean, you kind of know whether I pitch well or I pitch poorly, I'm getting sent down immediately after the game regardless. Like that probably makes it pretty stress-free. Like no matter what happens, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw. I'm getting on the bus no matter what. So let's just let it rip. I keep saying his name wrong. Yeah, it's heel, like the heel of your foot. I know, but I just keep – I don't know why. You know what it is? I'll be honest. Like most of the games I don't listen to with sound on. Gotcha. Okay. But like, I know I'm saying it wrong. Every time I've said it, I know I'm saying it wrong. There's just words I can't say. Dunedin. Yes. No, you always, you always struggle with that. But yeah, going back to the, to the Baltimore series, they, they kind of blow the first game, shit the bed. You start to panic, but then they have the two blowout wins, which I think it was nice just for everybody, including the bullpen to just have a couple Need of that. laughers. Cause we always talk about, we haven't had any blowout wins this year. So for me, like that was cool to see. Yeah. Just to like take some pressure. Take pressure off the team, you know, because in a ideal world, if we're being real about this roster, we have leads. We are getting guys half days off because Judge can come out in the sixth inning. Stanton can come out in the sixth inning. You know, we can get some of those leads and make those things happen that we haven't been able to. And over the course of a season, four guys who have the injury history that we see, who had you know take COVID out of the picture, but injury history, um, just their size in general, like that's why you build this team to go out there and get up thirteen to one and sit a guy down. Yeah, it's less taxing on everybody. It's less taxing on the bullpen. It's less taxing on Judge and Stanton, the big guys like you mentioned, and also just mentally and emotionally. I think it's got to be exhausting playing these four three games these two one games every night i know it's exhausting as a fan yeah it'd be exhausting for them well that's i mean there's been a lot of times where i've known it's exhausting as a fan but i wonder if it impacts them at all yeah. <laughs> that's fair that's fair because you know lose a game still go lick a pole in the subway with no mask on <laughs> and i feel like boone's just not doing anything and i hate that florida excuse man because every team is going to Florida and playing. Yeah. This isn't happening to other teams. So no, stop so using that. Again. It's not. So it's Florida is to blame, but it's not the Rays and the Marlins. It is our guys doing something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're going out to restaurants, clubs, meeting up with friends, whatever it may be. Because when you, I just think when you think in general of Florida, you think of we have our training facility in Tampa. 
So there are relationships away from the field there. I mean, Didi will get you pregnant when he was on the team. <laughs> and then in Miami, I mean, listen, if you're a famous athlete and you're in Miami, there's opportunities. Sure. So, you know, whether it's a little company, whether it's going out to dinner, whatever it is, are we making the smartest choices? Who knows? It's tough to say. One choice that I didn't like was Glaber Torres wearing the arm guard or the oven mitt on the wrong arm. So you're supposed to wear these, you know, these oven mitts that they wear. It's for guys that dive head first and sliding, which is stupid to begin with. But for guys that want to slide head first, they wear it to protect their hand. And for whatever reason, either he was wearing it on the wrong arm or he just went into the base wrong. But, you know, he slid with his unprotected hand to touch the base and he sprained his thumb. And that's what I'm talking about with self-inflicted injuries. Like this was a preventable injury. Yeah. This is not bad luck. And, you know, he finally, after months, is starting to hit. I think he was hitting 300 in his last 10 games or something. And now he's on the shelf for a while. It's just like we can't get out of our own way. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when I talk about judge injuries and stuff, like, I'm not mad that you break a rib diving for a ball. I'm mad that you don't tell us, you know. We're mad that you won't get in the MRI machine when it's sevy. Putting the oven mitt on and not using that hand and not even in like a, oh, well, I was doing a swim move. to Just do you have it on to look cool? Like, you remember when you got into, like, high school – and then all of a sudden, like, some dude who, like, maybe you play half a game, like, you suck, is like, oh, yeah, like, my dad bought me a shin guard. So you don't need yeah, a fucking yeah. shin guard. You're not going to touch a pitch all year. <laughs> yes. Sometimes some of the equipment these guys wear, it's like, are you just wearing that because another branding opportunity? Because you can get 25 on your elbow? Yeah, really, really stupid. I uh, don't don't understand it at all. I, we haven't gotten an explanation on that, but that's another – it's just another preventable injury. That's not bad luck. And when you look at all the injuries that the team has, you know, you kind of look and you say, wait, some of these are some of these are self-inflicted. Some of these are unnecessary, whether it's the MRI tube or whether it's this. And it's, it's frustrating. Now we got Wade or I guess this new guy, Andrew Velasquez, it's short for the next three, four weeks. I mean, everyday Tyler Wade. See, I would rather go Geo at short. Geo's on the IL. Coming back Wednesday. Guess Ooh, what? It's Monday. <laughs> I know. So we're screwed for the next two days. But saying long term, I'd throw Geo at short and have it, DJ. Isn't Geo, doesn't Geo, isn't he out with a hamstring? Tight hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you want to do. Move him to a more ranged position. I mean, dude, I don't want to see weight out there every day. I know. I mean, I don't either. We That's can't be like, like, dude, we're we're in third place. We're two and a half games out of a wild card spot. If Geo can play, I need him to play short. That's where I'm at. Okay. I just don't know that it'll go well. But, like, I'm with you. It's not Tyler Wade. Like, yeah. Tyler Wade's not the answer here. I mean, we traded. We had a shortstop. We traded him. <laughs> it's kind of funny. When you just think of, like, depth of – I mean, aside from catching – I mean, shortstop has to be the hardest position to play, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we just have no depth there. Zero. Zero and whenever depth. I talk about moving Glaber to another position, people are like, how could he do that? And I'm like, you think he could play shortstop? He could play right field. 100%. And it's funny how last week everyone's like, what are we going to do when everybody gets healthy? Where's everybody going to play? I promise you we will never run into that problem because they're never going to be healthy at the same time. And we said that last week. I mean, we said that about Voight. Yeah. He's he's going to be on a rehab assignment until someone gets injured. Yeah. There we go. And don't worry. 
by the time Rizzo tests negative, Void will probably be back on the IL. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think they'll be active. I don't think they'll be active. Like I love the time. hustle. I, I love hustle. You got to hustle. I mean, Void. I don't know if you're the guy who should be diving headfirst into first base to to tag the base on a play. No, that was a great play, but it was it was frustrating. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be bad. As soon as he started going, I was like, because when they showed him, you know, like they show him range and he dives, and then I'm like, where's the pitcher? Why? Where's the pitcher? He was kind of asleep there. Yeah. But, yeah, you cringe. And you also cringe with Voight. A lot of times he does the full split on the scoop and he'll, like, yeah. stay on the ground for a minute. And you're like, get up, get up. Yeah. The other thing that frustrates me about Voight is he's up, I think, bases loaded, two outs yesterday. And he just swings three times, swings out of his shoes trying to hit a grand slam. And after watching Rizzo make adjustments and get those two-strike hits, those RBI hits, coming back and just seeing Voight swing for the moon on every pitch, it's like, dude, like, you got to adjust a little bit. I think, you know, people get caught up in the moment of Yankee Stadium, you know. You're up with the bases loaded, two outs, and you're down one nothing, two nothing. Imagine how sick a grand slam would be. Now a double in the gap would be just as sick. We would be very it'd be sick. The place would go nuts. Yeah, they wouldn't flash the lights, but still <laughs> it's a day game. It doesn't matter. You're exactly right. And they all go up there trying to hit a grand slam. Was it the game that Gardner walked off? I think it was Friday night. Judge came up, I want to say first and second with a chance to win it in the bottom of the ninth and struck out on three monster hacks where he wasn't even close. He They all do it. Stanton does it. I saw a guy, I think his name's Dan O'Rourke, might be his name. He he's loves at, Judge, that kid. He's, at, uh, he's a John Boy guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But even he like showed... Um, yeah, huge judge guy thinks like, I think he has said stuff like, how can people take you seriously when you talk about trading judge? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if anyone takes me seriously. I'm not trying to get a fucking job. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but he pointed out today in a tweet, like low leverage, medium leverage, high leverage situations. And it goes from like, you're a 300 hitter to like, you're Tyler Wade. Well, yeah, we talked about it at least after the Fenway series. It was like he had a 900 OPS with the bases empty and a 700 OPS with runners on. I mean, it was a drastic yeah. drop off. And you always see it in the ninth. We always talk about how he only has the one walk off walk and he never actually. Had I've been a saying for hit. years that he didn't have a clutch gene and people thought I was insane. That's before I even wanted to trade him. Yeah, now I remember that. I remember that. And I was shocked that they, I mean, Brett Gardner hit that walk-off hit with two outs and two strikes in the 11th. I thought for sure they were losing that game. I thought for sure when he hit that, we were going to give him a four-year extension before he touched the plate. (laughs) All player options. Shocked, shocked, man. Shocked that they won that one. It's funny because like he'll do that, but then in the game on Sunday, he was up in a key spot. It was He pinch hit, and it was like, I know for a fact this is going to be some big, like, not looping, not a power swing, just like a flail for strike three, and that's exactly what it was. Some of these guys are so predictable, especially in the big spots. You just know what's going to happen. It's not even like, hey, like, I don't think you're going to get a hit. It's I know exactly what you're going to do. I know how you're going to strike out on the pitch. The pitcher knows it. The catcher knows it. The umpire knows it. The analytics department knows it. Everybody knows it except for the guy in the box. Whether it's going to be a strikeout, a double play, we know what's coming. And it's exactly what you said. Like, 
you know, obviously I, I've criticized Rizzo for his decisions, but he, um, I mean, on the field, he's a breath of fresh air. Oh, great. Oh, my God. He chokes up. He yeah. hits with two strikes. He picks everything. It's after having Tino and Mark Teixeira for all these years, going to like Voight and Bird, who can't pick anything, yeah. to now having Rizzo again. It's like, oh, my God, this is so refreshing. He scoops everything. He scoops everything. He's a vacuum. I saw a quote that um, when Odor had to go to third base, he was a little nervous about it. Like, he doesn't normally play third base. And Rizzo just said to him, just, just throw it. I catch everything. Yeah. Makes him feel better. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like he's not doing like extra splits for fun. He's got himself in a position to come off the base to make sure it doesn't go in the second row. Right. Whereas Void will try to make the hero scoop and the ball gets away. Yeah. Hero <laughs> scoop, grand slams instead of, hey, I've won a World Series. I've done all the things you can pretty much do in baseball. I still choke up, you know. Yes. Yes. So, so refreshing. In a contract year, too. Like, in a contract year where a couple home runs would probably look a lot better, no one's worrying if he struck out a few more times. Yeah, no, it's a good point. He seems like a real team guy, real selfless guy, other than, you know. Yeah, other than whatever decision. And if it's tied to his medical stuff, like, I think there's – I think no matter which side you're on, there's um, an opportunity to create awareness based on your situation. Which, so if it's a cancer thing – I mean, the guy does so much cancer work, children's cancer, pediatric cancer. I think he, like, has, like, a wing in a hospital in Chicago. So if that's the reason, speak up on that. But not, I'm doing more research because you're not doing $6.5 billion worth of research. Yeah, these guys aren't waking up and checking the CDC updates every morning. <laughs> yeah, I'd no. be really surprised no, they're, they're fucking were. checking my dad's Facebook. See what memes he shared. Um, Chapman has elbow inflammation. Are you concerned there? No. No, because he's not make or break of the season. You know, like, it, yeah, it'd be nice to have him. It, like, if the bullpen blows some games, it's something we could point at. But, you know, I, I don't – I'm excited about what they just did. I'm excited because I'm going to watch the games, whether they're winning or losing. If they were still in fourth place and they sold, I'd still be watching the games. So at least it's exciting. You know, hey, maybe I'm watching some good games. But – I think this this is just another possible thing, much like right now the Glaber or you know any of the other injuries we have, where people go, "Oh man, like we were really getting cooking." That was going to be it. Like, no, we're in third place. We're a half a we. If we lose tonight, we're in fourth place. Like this one little thing didn't do it. It's it's just hard to get excited. The team was minus 220 to win the AL East. They were heavy favorites to win the AL East, and yes. they were heavy favorites to win the American League pennant. So it's hard for me to get excited about maybe being the last playoff team. It's like, oh, in March I was told I might get a Ferrari, and now it's like, oh, you might get a used Camry. It's, it's hard for me to get excited about that. And the first day you have that Camry, it's going to get totaled. <laughs> On the road, not even at home. It's gonna get total in Tampa. Oh my god! And the and some people are like dunking on the fact that the Red Sox have been slipping, but I don't know. There's still what three. It's games a loser up on mentality. Us? Listen, yeah. people who have this. Um. Oh, good news on Glaber's thumb. They hope to have him back in ten to twenty days. Oh boy, too bad I'm going to the game in eight days, and he yeah. won't be playing. <laughs> well, no, that's a fuck. Good, you might get to play. Um. <laughs> no, it's just like. I think there's a big loser mentality to our fan base 
Uh, I'm sure there are other fan bases, but they like know it or they stay quiet. Uh, but just the idea that like, hey, it'll be good enough if we get there. No. No, I want to win the division. They have one division title since 2012. Like yeah. the wild card game doesn't do it for them anymore. In 2017, like oh, it was cool. We were the underdogs. We got that's the wild card game is not exciting anymore for me. The Dodgers won the World Series, went out, signed Trevor Bauer to the biggest annual contract ever, and I said all along Trevor Bauer would not be a fit in New York. I mean, and that's when I did not know about what he's into. Yeah. Which actually probably would have been more of a fit in New York. <laughs> um, I mean, with Cuomo probably would have been like, what do you mean you're taking him off the field? He's just, uh, <laughs> Bauer's Italian, right? Go family guy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he was just good. We do it in my family all the time. Me, I punch Chrissy Boy right in the butt when he's sleeping. Um, so then... Fuck, what was I even talking about? I just started getting to my sexual... Uh, No, no, so then they go out and they get Scherzer, Turner, like... And they were favorite... It's Yankees-Dodgers. That's who it was supposed to be all along. Yankees. It's supposed to be Yankees-Dodgers for the last five years. We just haven't been showing up to the dance. So I just think it's, you know, different. And I'm not saying that you throw bad money at more bad money, but, you know, we, we came up short on the pitching front at the deadline. And now even when you look at Rizzo, another thing that upsets me about Rizzo is what we traded for him with, what, maybe 60 games left in the season? Yeah. We're going to lose him for 10. Gets a day off every once in a while. Next thing you know, you've lost 20% of your – I mean, I know we're not paying him and we didn't give up super huge prospects, but you lose 20% of what you got him here to do. That's tough. Yeah, it counts. It counts. And and look, these these COVID IL stints, it's the same thing as if a guy's going with an injury. You're still missing him. Like you could say, oh, it's not their fault or they can't control it. But bottom line is they're not on the field. They're not helping the team win. And that hurts the team. It's very basic. I wonder if that factored into anyone's trade talks of just like, hey, we're talking about, I'm not saying just Rizzo, but like in general, like, yeah, we're thinking about this guy I saw on the news like he's not vaccinated what's what's up with that because we need guys who are going to play every day i know in the nfl there's a thing where if you want to sign as like an undrafted free agent or something and you're not vaccinated there's like a two-week intake period so teams just aren't going to sign those guys yeah. so these fringe guys these fringe nfl guys that were maybe they didn't want to get vaccinated it's like well if you want to shot at the nfl you have no choice now so there's there's way more. I think the NFL is way ahead of it as usual. Yeah, but there's uh, there's also I'm sure a handful of uh, guys who weren't going to get a call anywhere. Like, I got to make a decision between my health and helping my family, and it's like, <laughs> dude, no one's fuck. Use that as your excuse, buddy. Yeah, Chapman's elbow is the reason we didn't win the World Series. No, you're right. Chapman is probably the least concerning out of out of all of them, just because you have you have Lewisig and Britain to close, although. Bullpen wise, like Chad Green has not been good these past two months. Yeah. At all. I'm kind of worried about him. He let up the homer Thursday night. He let up a run on Friday. I know it was it was the ghost runner, but he hasn't been the shutdown Chad Green that I remember. I mean, he's been used a lot the last couple of years. And I think at a certain point, like that comes into play too. 
It feels like Dellen 2.0, man. It really does. Like we abused this guy for three, four years, all these multi-inning, high, high leverage innings. Your opening games, your closing games. Yeah, like the guy just might be burned out. And dude, Dellen got burned out and his career just ended. Like (laughs) we just haven't seen him in like three years. Like I don't want that to happen to Chad, but he does not have the same late life on his fastball. And he's, I mean, he's been getting lit up. He was like perfect for April, I mean, through mid-May. And then he's kind of been... Kind of been on that same trajectory as Chapman where he's just been struggling second half. So he has – Green's appeared in 45 games this year. That's a ton. His ERA is a 3-2-1. He's 5-5. Five five. He has a couple saves. Three saves and five save opportunities. Uh, but he's you know had some other games to get away from him. His whip is under one. Like – all of his numbers really don't look that like terrible. Averages up a little bit, but last year we played sixty games. He was in twenty two of them. The year before that, he's in fifty four games. The year before that, sixty three games. Forty games. The year before that, like yeah, I mean he's going to appear in, and that's not even counting the playoffs. Where, I mean, we really throw him out there in the playoffs to like start game six of the uh, ALCS. Yeah, till his arm falls off. He yeah <laughs> he pitches. So he's pitching late and a lot every year. I think, yeah, you know, that adds up at a a certain point. I think the reason I noticed it, too, is he's like the games that he's blown have been monster games against rivals. He blew the game in Fenway. He blew the game at home against Altuve. He blew the game on the road against Altuve. Like these are big money national TV rivalry games. Like he's not blowing a Tuesday night game against the Blue Jays. He had a two eight nine ERA before the All Star break. Four eight two after. I just there pulled those numbers off the top of my head. Um, I think we should stop pitching him against the Astros. Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, he got lit up like you said when he started as an opener. Even going back to twenty nineteen, he let up a three run homer first inning in Game Six against them yeah. as the opener. It's yeah, no, good. done. It's not good, and you know, I think some people have talked about. You know, Toronto is back in Toronto. You know, they're feeling a little more at home. Maybe that plays a factor. But any time that your hope that it's just like, oh, well, yeah, we're losing these guys. Yeah, we haven't played great. But Boston slipping. Loser mentality. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
is. It's misery loves company. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it, it really is a loser mentality. Do you think with this – so we got the Field of Dreams game coming up on Thursday. Do you think the Yankees care about that? Do you think that will impact their rotation? Like will they not want no. to start Haney? We started Stephen like Tarpley in London. <laughs> I forgot about that. I flew across the world <laughs> and the Yankees said, well, here is Stephen Tarpley. After Tanaka gave us like an inning the day You're before. Right, they don't give a shit. Oh, Tanaka pitched the first game yeah. and then they did a full and they were just You get, went to both yeah. games, right? Okay. I think someone got hurt and that's why we went with Tarpley. Yeah, so okay. So if they didn't care about that, they definitely don't care about that. No, because like it's doesn't it's just a game. All the games are equal. It's not a division game. So it's like even less. Yeah, so they will start they probably will start Haney for the, the Thursday game. Unless it's something where like What's the timeline on Cole? Well, Cole was last Monday tested positive, so I think the ten day mark would be this Thursday. So, it, like, that's the only thing I could see mixing it up is if someone like Cole Montgomery, like whatever their timeline is, is like, hey, they're available. You use that guy. Do you think Cole or Montgomery will be ready this weekend? Look, I'd love to see one of those guys on Saturday when I go instead of you know one. Of I mean, these I th- I think they're vaccinated. I think for the most part, we've seen. For aside from um, Phil Nevin, who apparently was vaccinated, but he's also old, you know, like he's an older guy. He's not in peak physical condition like these guys are supposed to be. But I think for the most part, we've seen like athletes come back pretty quick if they're vaccinated, which is good. That's true. In the video of Cole, he looked good throwing to Amy. Dan, if you want to check, see if Boone said anything about the rotation for. For Chicago, let me know. I think because it's what Tyone is tonight. I just think it's one of those things like if you are, if you listen, you're in third place, you can't worry about who's going to pitch on national TV in the cornfield. No, no. And you got to be done with rest days. Like they don't have any time for that. Like Stan and Judge have to be playing every game. And I I like that. Look, Stan's been playing the field. He's looked okay. I think he's been in five games. Yeah. Seems to be working out. Yeah. I'm not asking the guy to win a gold glove till next year. I'm just asking them to go out there and catch the balls hit to them. If they're a little to your left, a little to your right, go get them. That's it. You know, don't don't dive. Don't ever think about diving. Don't. I don't even throw anyone out. Ball hit in the corner. Jog over there. Get it. Throws a third base. Hit the cutoff, man. Approach it like Rex softball, basically. Pretty much. Like that's, you know, that's what we need from you. And that'll be fine. But, yeah, I mean, if I'll be honest. If Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman were to make a change to the rotation because we're playing in Iowa, no. That's not – you're not out there trying to win a World Series then. You're trying to win a ratings war. That's a good point. That's a good point. Why is that game at 6 o'clock, by the way? You'd think they'd put that in prime time. They probably want to time it so, like, you know, the sun is at a certain, uh, you know. Okay. You know, they got to go day into night, probably. Got it. I was thinking for sure that would be an 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock start. No, I mean, because it's also, like, school has started a lot of places. I think, like, in the south, they tend to sort school earlier. Right, Dan? Dan's nodding his head. Yeah, so, like... It goes back to like those April games when they play like six o'clock starts, so kids can you know get you know be involved. So 
I mean, yeah, hey, it's six o'clock game, feel the dreams. I mean, I would I would make an adjustment. If I were making an adjustment to the rotation, I would put in uh, like a better pitcher, just, you know, who doesn't give up shots to the wall because there is no wall. Like I would, I mean, I, like honestly, it's a ground ball pitcher situation. Like if you have somebody who's more of a ground ball pitcher that you can put in that spot, you do it because I think anything in the gap, is I don't even know what the ground rules are because I think there's no fence or is there I have a fence? no idea about the dimensions or the maybe or there the I think there is actually a fence and there are just corn behind it all right Dan what are the dimensions all right so we got 335 down both lines 400 and, yeah 400 in center and then the alleys are 380 so they said it's basically like guaranteed rate field where the White Sox play it's like uh, the yeah, same dimensions. Pretty, pretty stand. That sounds pretty standard. Yeah, I mean those are pretty deep corners. You want to get that down to like three fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. A, that's we had a couple of those, man. The Gallo three run homer on Thursday night was first row, and then Rugi on Saturday. Like those are not. I, I think they said it was a homer in two of the thirty parks, but man, they got lucky there. Hey, I mean both teams are playing on the same field. Yeah, I don't make the stadium. I didn't design it. Yeah, don't blame me. I mean. We're not pushing out the fences, you know, on the other side. Yeah, I think there is an actual fence, which is which is stupid. Yeah, there is. They should have gotten rid of that. Just fucking let it go. Let it roll. Yeah. Make them go in there and get it. Maybe they come out with a different ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited for that game still. Like, a year ago, I was going to be there. Like, that was my thing. I'm going to go. I'm definitely going to go. This year, I just like I don't have it in me, but like ah, it would be cool to like watch something different, especially if it's a road game too. Like I don't want to watch fucking guaranteed rate. That place looks like a prison. It does, it does. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday, but Thursday I'm going to the Cubs game that's at one o'clock Central, and this Field of Dreams game is at five o'clock Central. So I might just have to catch it. I might just head right to the Wrigleyville bars after. I'm sure they'll have it on. Yeah, where else? Should, where else would you go, dude? Yeah, you don't exactly. Even go- you don't even you don't go to Wrigley to go to a baseball game. You go to Wrigley to go to Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville is by far my favorite atmosphere outside of stadium. Way more actually more than Yankee Stadium. Wow. That's a big statement coming from you. Dude, there's so many bars. A lot of them are very nice. The beers don't cost twelve dollars. Like I mean, you're going in the stadium? Yes. And Fra- is Frank Marco going to be there? I think he's going. I don't know where he's sitting. He told uh, me, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, so I've done in the stadium twice. I like the rooftops more because all you can eat, all you can drink. But, yeah, I mean, definitely go to the bars. Country Club's very good. Um, you go to Sluggers after the game. Like, what's the crew that you're going with? Uh, it's us and another couple. So it's four oh, of us. Okay. So yeah. the girls, uh, I don't know. Jamie just kind of like goes like, fuck it, do whatever you're going to do anyway. Uh, sl- yeah. Sluggers, I mean, have a couple beers and uh, and get in the batting cage. Yes, uh, for sure. I, that's on the list. You got to do it. I, I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but um, like Sluggers, what's great about it is it's like, you know, they've got batting cage balls, like the yellow balls. But as of every time I've been there, they're never replaced, never cleaned. So they're pretty much brown, and uh, the netting is brown. So you're just wrecked, and it's a brown ball coming out of a brown background. 
Sounds tough. Well, now I have an excuse ready if I if I don't do well. <laughs> That's why I'm giving it to you, buddy. That's why I'm giving it to you. One thing I wanted to ask you about. So the the game on Saturday, it's a six ten game. So I'll have some time before. I know it's South Side, but are there any? Is there any White White Sox pregame spots or any like pregame White Sox? I don't you know recommend? of any. Like when I've gone, I went there for my bachelor party, and we did a like all you can drink thing that they had before the game um, in the stadium. Yeah, oh. they have like it's in like in right field underneath. So like you know how the it's like a, a real fence there. You can see through like they have. It really looks like a prison cafeteria. It's all just fucking gray and black. And That's they, great. They have just like picnic tables and like a buffet and like buffets of food. I don't know what it is in the COVID world. And it was just like all you can drink. Um, yeah, I I think the South Side's more of a tailgate like interesting atmosphere. What else are you doing in Chicago? We're gonna do something on Lake. Is it Lake Michigan? Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. Um, the day in between the games, so maybe get go on a boat or do some sort of booze cruise or something. Yeah, I haven't really got Naval that far. Pier is cool, and there's also um, I like th- I think there's bars bars like on the beach on the lake too. That's sick. So like that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, there's some good uh, there's some good food out there. I mean, deep dish stinks, but if you need some food recommendations, I might have some. Okay. Right, Girl, we'll Girl and the Goat. Girl and the Goat's always a good time if you can get in there. It Bar used, or a restaurant? It's a restaurant. It used to be, I think one year it was like the number one restaurant in the country. It was a very wow. difficult reservation to get at uh, at the time that I got in there. But it's definitely worth it. It's in the West Loop. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for that. Um, what else is going on in baseball? Ooh, it's Colorado. Yeah, it's juicy. That was spicy. I heard the audio, and I was like, "Ah, I think that's what it is." Like, I also went into it like being told, "This is what it is," which I think affects that. I played it for my wife with no comment around it. I was like, "Hey, listen to this," and she went, "What?" Uh, I think once it was clarified, because clearly something was yelled twice, and the first time was not what the second time was like. So it all just makes sense. I see people, you know, there was definitely outrage because, like, if that is what happened uh, and people are, you know, throwing end bombs at players, there's no place for that. And, you know, someone does have to point that person out or whatever it is, all the things that people wanted to happen. And none of that happened because none of it happened. Like, honestly, it's the best possible scenario is something racist didn't happen. Yeah, and I thought the Rockies handled it perfectly. They were instantly made aware of it. They investigated it. They looked at it from all different angles, video, audio. And look, I think it was pretty clear he was he was calling to the mascot, and the video actually shows him waving towards the mascot. Yeah. I mean, there's enough evidence, I think, to exonerate this guy. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people that were outraged, ended up, you know, kind of saying apologize and walked it back a little. Some um, didn't. You know, some didn't. Some, some were did. like, "But this does happen," and it's yeah. like. I mean, yeah, well, we need to call out those examples when that happens. But, like, don't just get mad to get mad because you revved yourself up to be mad. Right, right, exactly. Uh, but, but, yeah, no, he, he is uh, he is exonerated. And then we got the, the Barstool news. It looks like you know, your, your former – one of your former employers is looking to broadcast some baseball games. Yeah, so I saw that. Barstool announced a couple weeks ago they got the Arizona Bowl – and they're going to put together, like, they have their broadcast rights and all that. And then 
I guess I don't know if it's from that or you know just kind of maybe it was already in discussion because they've had a rights thing before with baseball. But Dave like hinted at oh uh, one of the big four is like talking to us. It seems like it's baseball, and that of course will bring you all of the outrage of you know how could they do this? This is you know they're going to be playing in clan masks now or whatever it is. Let me tell you something about barstool sports. You don't have to love every joke every guy there makes. Dave Portnoy has made some jokes that have not landed. A lot of them many years ago. One thing I will say about Dave is that if we held like our athletes, politicians, uh, you know, everyone else who everyone's supposed to look up to, whatever, to the same standard of you have to be perfect every time, imagine how great the world would be. But like he's a comedian and sometimes it doesn't work. But what I will say is everything that he touches brings a certain level of common sense that baseball has been missing. You know, like I, the thing that excites me about Barstool possibly having a hand in an MLB broadcast is that if Dave Portnoy's involved in it, if Dan Katz is involved in it, and they do this one time, and then they realize hey, there was a part of the country that couldn't see this because it was blacked out or whatever that stupid rule is. They're going to throw a fit about that. And that is going to help us as fans. Like, you don't have to like every joke the guys make. You, you don't have to. But they are fans of the sport and fans of all sports. And that helps us as fans to have them have the ear of the people who are making half-assed decisions all the time. So is it going to be the best broadcast in the world? Probably not right from the beginning. I mean, Rough and Rowdy's gotten better over time. Um, they're, if they don't have to worry about the technology and someone else handles that, that's great. But think about how many people tuned into a Nickelodeon football game just to like see what it was. People right, are going right, to tune right. in to see what it's like, what it does. And if they do this Arizona ball bowl thing, which I think they're going to do a great job with, they're going to have the autonomy to say, well, the only way we do baseball – is if you let us have a certain level of freedom, and with that, we have to get shit out of the way that, you know, was the, you can't post a clip on Twitter, or it's gone, like, it's going to help social spread, it helps spread the game, these guys probably aren't going to be making the, the jokes that they make on a regular basis, or the, not even the, that they make on a regular basis, Dave Portnoy and Dan Katz are not going to make the jokes in 2022, 2023, 2024 that they made in 2000, in 2015. They've grown as individuals. They've grown as men. Are they the best people in the world? I don't know. I don't know everything about them. But there's a level of common sense that having people like them involved in brings. And I think that's good for baseball. That's good for us as fans. Yeah, it's a great point. And the other thing is everybody that's like outraged about this, you know, Disney owns ESPN and they broadcast a lot of playoff games, a lot of games. Are they the most moral company ever? Are they on some high ground? Disney and ESPN are filled with scumbags. So I don't think it's any different. And yeah, they bring a little bit more of the thoughts of the common fan, which should help us. Look, I mean, the Yes Network is owned by Fox, Fox News. I mean, these are the same, like, it's all the same. They're like four companies own the entire world. Yeah, so, yeah. But like, and, and that is the thing. It's misogynistic. It's you know all that stuff that you can immediately say. Like, do you work at ESPN? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 
so dumb. Like no I'm one, not even a big barstool person. I mean, I think yeah. they're funny sometimes, but like I feel like everybody with barstool, it's either like this cult like following or people actually despise them. You well, know, like, so I think those are the only voices you hear. Like I don't really talk about Barcel a ton, but like it's a baseball thing. We're a baseball show, so you know let's let's mention it. And I think it's right to defend them when they're right. I think it's right to criticize them when they're wrong. But with the people who get so worked up, it's like you're getting worked up because like maybe one guy made a joke you didn't like. Like he didn't punch your mom or whatever it is. Maybe yeah. it's a bad joke a while ago. Maybe it's a bad joke last week. But Barstool is like a cable package now. It's a billion channels. Just watch the ones you don't want. Like, I don't like Bravo, so I don't watch Bravo. Yeah. But yeah. listen, hey, at the end of the day, I know Dave Portnoy hasn't failed on much or you know, that I know of. I say he's the undertaker of the internet, he, like the wrestler of the undertaker. He reinvents himself, reinvents himself, staying power. I think if they get a major league baseball, if they start getting, like, they're doing – and it, it always starts with trial, but, like, you get, give them four major league baseball games. Next year. Give them one game a month, and you know, and let something weird happen where it's like, hey, they're doing a Red Sox game and people in Boston can't watch it, so that we get these fucking blackouts out of the way. Like it's going to help us. I mean, we've talked about Iowa. Iowa. If you live in Iowa, there's no baseball team for an hour and a, for two and a half hours. They're blocked out by. They're blacked out for twenty percent of the league. It's terrible. Brings happens, the game to online. Us, happens to us when the Yankees play Baltimore. They get blacked out. It ha- happens all the time. Yeah. So I don't think it's a, a bad thing for baseball. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing for fans. It can be a very good thing for fans. But everyone wants to make it seem like these two, you know, and it's, you know, it's when I think of Barcelona, I think of Dave and Dan because they're going to be involved in everything. And then you've got a rotating cast of characters, Carabas, KFC, like other baseball guys, hubs. Um, they're not going to do these games in clan masks. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I appreciate the work of, like, Lindsay Adler and, you know, a lot of other people who are, who are against this. But the guys aren't going to show up in clan masks, you know? Some of their readers are fucking morons. Some of our listeners are morons. There's a lot of morons out there. Turn on the news. Either side. What do you think yeah. the what do you think the Yankees do this week? Two out of three in KC, and I think they'll win one of the White Sox games. It's hard. I mean, I just got an update that Geo had a setback. He won't be back Wednesday. Um, so I was wrong there. So it's hard to it's hard to get excited about them winning a bunch of games without you know, 15 guys that they're missing or whatever it is. So, like, Kansas City is – they're 48 and 62, 17 games back. Like, their season is over, over. You got – I mean, that's a that's a sweep. That's not, They don't sweep, though. I know. They're not going to sweep. I know. We've had 18 opportunities to sweep, and we're 5 and 13. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Like, those are insane I numbers. I saw – I got that because um, Joe's McFly tweeted that. And he was like, if they just won half of those, they'd be in the division. And I was just like, yes, if they were a better team, they'd be in a better position. If the Yankees won more games, they would have won more games. <laughs> it's groundbreaking analysis. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I mean, you need the sweep. I, I, I think you want the sweep. You need two out of three. The White Sox – are a better team than us. Like they performed better throughout the season, you know, whatever they have going on earlier this week, whatever we do, like we could get, you know, closer, but 
if you, if this team is going to do something, if they're going to make any move, even like getting to the playoffs, and then like we're going to start to we're going to make a run, which is like what everyone's hope is. I mean, that's a series you've got to win. Like, show me something. I hope so. We did sweep the White Sox in New York, so they're probably going to win the season series against them regardless. But it's it's hard for me to see them winning more than one with this depleted. I mean, they're really, really depleted right now. You look around the diamond. I mean, we for the last month, I routinely have to Google who people are. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you miss when they go through the lineups before the game, which I routinely do because I have a child... I'm just like, who the fuck is this? And that's why, and sometimes I'm listening on mute. So that's why I'm calling heel Gil. Also, yeah. I just read it and I'm just like, I have notes and I'm like, Gil, Gil, Gil. Yeah. I'm yeah. dumb. But then, you know, we go. So we've got six games. I realistically, like, we've got to go. We have to go four and two. That's the pace that we have to play at. In order to have a, a shot at really doing something, you can't go out there, win two of three, win one of three, and then be like, well, we're still only three and a half out of the playoffs. Like, what if we turned it on the third week of August? Right. Yeah. Time's running out. And the kind of the frustrating thing is they're 21 and nine in their last 30, but they haven't gained a ton of ground. I mean, they went from what, four and a half back to two and a half back of the second wild card. Like, you'd think they would have made more progress there. Well, and we're also, I mean, we've gone from every week we'd get on here and I'd be like, we're nine games back. We're eight games. Back. We're still six and a half back in the division. Yeah. Like we made some progress, but not a ton. Glasnow's out for the season, but like we're not, you know, we're not controlling our own destiny. So then we run into, you know, after this week, we've got a makeup of that Angels game. I don't know what their rotation looks like, who we're going to end up facing. And then we go from playing a two-game series against Boston to now it's a three-game series because we've got the doubleheader on Tuesday. So now we're also playing six and in, seven-inning games, which is not like we built a team to that beats up on bullpens and has a strong bullpen. So we haven't put ourselves in a great position for that on the seventeenth. Yeah, that's that's depressing. Yeah, I'm trying fo- to think of a spin zone there. I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, at least like we followed up with the Twins, who were fucking terrible, and it's like, oh, we're gonna get four games at home against the Twins. But what happens is we get four games at home against the Twins. We'll we'll win three or four of those, and then people will go, um, you know, people will go nuts about that, and like, oh, we're back to get ready to then go play the Braves, and then go out to Oakland and. The Braves, Which, where they never play well, Oakland. They, that's their worst. That's the worst. No one ever does. It's the to. worst stadium in the world. But like even the Braves, like we're technically a better team than the Braves record wise, and they're in a shitty division. But the Braves are playing for something, and they're playing for more than we are because they're you know closer to a possible you know division. Yeah. No, you're right. They're 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 nothing to be nothing to be messed with. I think they're they're over five hundred and. We split with yeah. them in April at Yankee Stadium. We won't have the DH, so the lineup's going to be banged up, and we're not going to have Rizzo, Gary. All, I mean, all these guys. We've been I think by Gio, then we'll Glaber. have. Hopefully, we'll have Rizzo back. We probably won't have Glaber back, but just kind of like looking at the rest of the month, it you know, Kansas like you Kansas City like you've got to eat Chicago. We you got to like show something. You got to take that series. You, you gotta. I mean, these Red Sox, those three games are pretty big. 
You got to beat up on the Twins. I mean, because then we're going out west, and going out west is not fun. Uh, who out west other than Oakland do they we play, they play the, on that trip? The, the Angels. Uh, okay, I was going to say because they already went to Seattle. Okay. Yeah, and then they'll, we, they'll probably see Otani again. Yeah, and then we come back, you know, when we start September with the Orioles at home and Blue Jays for four. Then you're playing the Mets. You're going to get the best they have. I mean, 100%. And the Blue Jays, we haven't played them in a while. We haven't played them with Springer, and Springer's healthy. He had a three-run homer yesterday. They are dangerous. He's player of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a lot of Baltimore games left, which is nice. We have six oh. left. Are we done with the Rays? No, we play the Rays the last three games of the season. We finished the season three in Boston, three in Toronto, and then three at home against Tampa. There's your season. Well, you're you're playing to hope that there's a season still. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to go down to the wire. They're going to be like, I feel like they're going to be like two, three games back for the next three weeks. They're just going to kind of tread water. For well, a that's the thing about going out. Like, let's say, I mean, let's say we stayed in the exact same spot we were, we're you know, and we get to that Oakland series. You win those three games. You're in the wild card. You know, it's not going to happen, but in theory. <laughs> In theory, Dan, you got anything? Yeah, so I, y'all didn't talk about it, but um, with the Field of Dreams games, I don't know if y'all saw the uniforms that came out, but do you I like them, not like them. I like them. I'm thinking about buying the hat. The hat's cool. DJ was born to wear that uniform. Like I saw the picture of DJ, and I'm like, just never take that off. You were you were born to wear this. <laughs> this sneaky thing, like he doesn't. It's not a hundred percent of the time, or maybe I just don't notice it a hundred percent of the time. But DJ wearing his hat off to the side, he just he looks like a, a little leaguer, and it's yeah. adorable. I like it. He looks like he could fit in, and like like if I saw a picture of him, and they were like, oh, this player played in the '30s, like I would believe it. Like he looks like he's back from time. Yeah. Like, uh, he'd have just, like, an old-timey name, too. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of old-timey names, so I talked to Nick about this. I got a little game. So I'm going to give you all six names of uh, former MLB players. Okay. And one of them is going to be fake. So you all got to try and guess the fake one. But these are the other ones are all real. So five are real, one is fake. Yes. Okay, that's a lot of reels. Normally, people are like, "Here's two two truths and a lie." Oh, only like, one of them is fake. Say, so here's only five truths and a lie. You're really stacking the deck against us, but let's do it. All right, let's do it. First up, we got Urban Shocker. Then we have Dick Pole. That's a real guy. That's real, yeah. Heath Cockburn. That's real. Timmy Spoonie Barger. Spoonie Barger. Rusty Cunts. That's real. <laughs> And then finally, we have beer, just B E R beer. Like like Madonna, like just one name, just beer. B E R, B E O B E E R. No first name. No for just beer. I mean, that's not a person. Like Ichiro had a name. Uh, so it actually um, the fake one was Heath Cockburn. <laughs> Oh damn! I thought that was a real guy. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna guess Spoonie Burger was the fake one. Yeah, uh, Heath Cockburn's actually a college baseball player at Clark University. So shout out him. He's maybe a listener that's up north somewhere. So, but Beer is a 
1910, he played for the Lancaster Lynx of the Ohio State League. Oh, I remember them. But you said these were Major League Baseball players. That's not Major League Baseball. Uh, that's the list I was looking at. That just, but you're just like... His name's Beer. It's respectable. But he's not eligible for like the category that you set. He's got a, uh, a baseball reference page. So do minor leaguers. So do Dominican winter leaguers. Oh, I mean, I guess. Seven and nine was a little dicey. I, I thought it was MLB players, too, but they yeah. were baseball players. Mm. Well, fucking everybody played baseball at some point. Yeah, we're baseball players. Yeah. I mean, you still think you are. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm actually going to I'm gonna throw this weekend. What's, part- what are the circumstances behind that? I had shoulder surgery. So, like, that's how I'm <laughs> Like I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor. You'd be like Cole and just throw to throw to Emily. My wife? No, God, no. Um, She she played softball with us once in college, like once. They did like a. It was like an intramural tournament. Yeah. And I forget what else was going on, but we had like a girl who could like really play, who like could have been playing in college and doing. Maybe she played freshman year and now she was playing anymore, but she was running late, and it was like, damn, we don't have like we. We needed to have – you either play with 10 players or 8 players. Like you can't be down a girl without being down a guy. So we were like, all right, if we could submit the roster and put her as a sub, my wife can start the game. And we like made her go change. We like gave her a glove. She was like, I really don't want to do this. And at the time, I, pl- I played center field. And the way I played was with one hand on her back. And then if a ball was hit, I just – whichever way I nudged. She went that way. It was away from the ball. Get out of the way. And I think she went three for three and never hit a ball past the pitcher. Just like reaching on errors or just just chopping it and running. She got a T-shirt. She got an intramural championship T-shirt because we won. She didn't play in any other games. The rest of the tournament, we were like, you want to get in? Like, hey, we're up 15. You want to? Nope. No interest. Let me know when my T-shirt gets here. Now, one of my buddies is coming down from New York for the weekend. And I was like, yo. Kind of weird, but I have a doctor's appointment Friday. I'm going to ask. This was like, you know, last week. Um, I might need you to bring a baseball glove so we can like just toss. And he was like, dude, that's fucking sick. And I was like, awesome. I was like, I can't like really. He was like, oh, that's awesome. We've been thrown in forever. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the last time I threw to him, I probably threw 90. I was like, I'm going to throw 40 feet at like two miles an hour. So I hope you're excited for that. But even when I asked the doctor, he was like, yeah, I mean, you got to like take it slow. And I was like, no, no, I understand. This is just how, like how I want to rehab. And he was like, all right. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't think I'm going to be a baseball player. Like I keep trying to make it clear to them. Like, I don't think I'm a baseball player. (laughs) I would just like to throw a ball instead of lifting a weight one day a week. I have one question for you before we wrap. Okay. Are you going to have a catch or are you going to play catch? Probably going to – ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to have a catch because I'm 36 okay, years old. that's what I say too. I say have a catch, yeah. Dan's, Dan's shaking his head. He plays catch. So wrong. <laughs> well, well, no, here's the thing. There's a business about what I'm doing. I've got medical restrictions. I'm going to have a catch. There's no play in this. Play will get me injured. Okay, there's a long, long debate that's gone back hundreds of years on whether you say have a catch or play catch. Yeah, like if I see a kids play catch. Dan, Dan, are you a butt guy or a boobs guy? 
Uh, no comment. Yeah, my f- girlfriend listens. <laughs> and my grandma. Your grandma <laughs> listens to this? She does. She loves you guys. Fuck yeah, awesome. Grandma Juski. Where's she live in Florida? Oh yeah, big time. She vote for Trump? Probably. No, she's yeah. actually uh let's, hates Trump. She let's hates go. Trump. She's got a brain. Shout to Grandma Juski with a brain. Um You're a boobs guy, I could tell. Boobs guys play catch. <laughs> but guys That's awesome she listens. Yeah. But guys, we have a catch and our credit scores are above seven fifty. It's a maturity thing. Boob guys vote for Trump. Um, anyone got anything else? I'm good. Damn, sh- shout out to fucking Dan's grandma. That excites me. Yeah, that's sick. He's like, oh, my girlfriend listens. I, I was going to be excited about that, but I'm grandma I'm excited about. What's her name? Patricia. I was going to say, is it like Patty? I had Patty in my head, like Grandma Patty. And you say of fans of all ages when you intro the podcast. This is this is for all people of all ages to listen to. There we go. Uh, you follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Please tweet me any Chicago recommendations. Uh, let me know if you're going to be out there. Yo, any Chicago recommendations? If anyone's got a hookup for anything, like let's hook Nick up. Let's take care of him. Let's get him out there. Um, you can follow Dan Chuski Nine Nine. Is Trish the Dish on uh, Twitter? <laughs> Wait, who? Trish the Dish. Who's that? Your grandma. Oh, my grandma? <laughs> no, she's not. Is your That's a gr- sweet name, though. Is your grandfather still alive? Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to step in on that. All right. You follow me on Twitter, at JJ from the Bronx. You can follow the show, at George's Box Pod. It always spirals away at the end. Maybe we win in Iowa. Maybe we win in Kansas City. Maybe we see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.